So, Brian, uh, to continue our discussion of the cultural phenomenon that is Bill and Ted, <laughs> I saw that you watched some of the animated series with your daughter. Yes. And um, I want to know how well that holds up, if at all. Um, but in going through, I was like, oh, you know, I should I should go back and look up the the animated series just to see, you know, read more about it. Because I remember watching it when I was a kid, you know, when it aired on TV. And then in looking it up, I suddenly discovered and re-realized that there was another TV series, a live action TV series that aired uh, like a year or so later. Yeah, that I haven't seen. And, and I don't even know who's the cast in that. Uh, definitely not the guys from the movies. Um, let's see. The TV show, this is the live, okay, live action spinoff, uh, Evan Richards and Christopher Kennedy, both of whom aren't clickable on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, dear. Which usually means that they, they have, haven't done much else. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, one thing that's neat about the new sh- the cartoon show is that they have, um, you know, the a lot of the original voice cast returning. So you've got, um, you know, Keanu Reeves and, um, oh man, why am I forgetting Ted Bill's name? Uh, Alex Winter, and then George Carlin, um, and and a couple others I think too. Um, so that's really cool when when a cartoon show can have the actual voice cast because then it just gives it a continuity that is really neat um and my daughter totally dug it you know i mean she like as i said the time travel fantasy aspect of it she's into and um you know just the, the silly cartoonish nature of the animated show is is just right up her alley so it was it was an I, I, it was fun for me cuz i don't think i saw many of those shows when i was younger so i was just eating them up you know, we watched the whole first disc in one sitting. So, did she like the show more than the movie? Probably, probably. We actually watched a f- several episodes of the sh- cartoon, and then, like I said, we hadn't finished the movie. So I was like, "Why don't we go finish the movie?" And she's like, "Okay." So we went and finished the movie, and and she liked, you know, the report and part of it and everything like that. But then we came back to the cartoon again. So yeah, I think the, the cartoon would probably be the thing that she dug more. Miranda has just recently started getting into the Where's Waldo books. Oh boy! And uh, which I am so happy about because I love those books as a kid too. Those are fun. But I also remember the Where's Waldo TV show, and I was describing it to Miranda, and now I have to go and find them somewhere. You know, I, I'm pretty sure they're not available on DVD here in the states. They might be available. You know, maybe like bootleg versions of them are out there. Um, unless they are, unless I'm just totally mistaken about that. But uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm. I also kind of want to show her the. I feel like now, thinking about Bill and Ted, Where's Waldo? Also, like there was the Back to the Future TV animated yes. TV show. Yes, I put that in my wish list because I noticed it came up when I bought the Bill and Ted. I'm like, oh man. But do I show her the cartoon first and then show her the movies? Because I showed my son the m- movies. I think when he was maybe just a little older than her, but I think she would get it. I think she would understand, you know, the time travel stuff is a little complicated, but I don't know, but I definitely want to revisit those cartoons. So now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like do you, would the shows spoil the movies if you showed them to her first? Like the, if like, would she be, 
you know, which you already kind of have an idea of what, like seeing the movie first, you know, without any spoilers, uh, would that make it a more pure experience than if she had seen the show? I, I, Probably. I, th- I think about that stuff. Uh, no, no, well. I think you're right. Well, also the idea that like, if you show them the l- cartoon version first, especially if they're big cartoon fans, and then you go to the live action, they might be sitting watching the live action going, this is cool, but I think I'd rather be watching the cartoon right now. So if they don't know that that exists and you just show them the live action first and then the cartoon, then it's like a bonus treat kind of. I was That's kind of, my logic. I was kind of worried about that while watching the Clone Wars with Miranda, just in thinking like, I hope she doesn't like this stuff more <laughs> because then it would kind of mean that she likes the prequels more than the original trilogy. But <laughs> that wasn't really a problem. Oh, this is funny. Real brief thing, like uh, sidebar. Um, my son, I, I've talked to you about it. He got a new job at a movie theater and they had him pick a movie for his name tag. They had to you know, pick your favorite movie. And he picked Star Wars, but he was like, it wasn't my first choice exactly because there was a whole bunch of movies that had already been picked by people and everything like that. But he picked Star Wars and we had this whole conversation about how that's that's okay and it's a it's certainly a cool movie to have um but i think he would have liked to have picked something a little bit more obscure or something like that um how did no any, one how did no one else have star wars picked i don't know it's weird i he said that there was like kids that picked like like he would have picked like reservoir dogs or something he really likes reservoir dogs for some reason but um you know what were some of the other ones he just said a lot of stuff had already been picked some kid had like tarantino movies as his that's his thing but I was fascinated by the idea of trying to pick a movie that's I guess it's supposed to be like your favorite movie but also a way that you connect with customers you know they see your name tag and they're like okay he's one of us he's a sci-fi fan or he's a Star Wars fan or whatever but um I think it, I think it works it's fine anyway just a silly sidebar about Star Wars what would your name tag have on it probably have the thing It'd probably be John Carpenter's thing or maybe Rio Bravo I don't know one of the two well, Brian, I have some good news for you. You do? Yeah. Scream Factory just announced today that they're doing the thing. Two-disc Blu-ray. I'm really excited, man. Uh, I, I I can't really buy this movie too much, especially if they're adding any new features, which it sounds like they're obviously going to. I was trying to think back. I feel like recently we talked about upcoming or potential John Carpenter releases from Scream Factory that you know haven't happened yet. And I wish I took better notes of what we talk about in the show and and put them in the, you know, or it's so hard with podcasts. I listen to, there's a tech podcast that I listen to called the accidental tech podcast. And in it, uh, that one of the hosts, John Syracuse talks often about, or this topic actually comes up on a number of tech shows, but like the idea of how kind of like invisible podcasts are um, on the internet because of, the fact that you have to listen to them all the way through instead of like with a blog post, you know, you can you can search that stuff because it's all indexed by, you know, because it's text uh, with with podcasts and it's audio. You have to transcribe it if you want to make it searchable. You can't really say like, oh, when did we talk about the thing as a potential Scream Factory release on our podcast? And yeah. we'd have to go back and like try to narrow down the times <laughs> when we might have talked about John Carpenter films. Because um, I feel like this specific film came up as like, well, of course they're going to do this film eventually. Like this seems like the natural like Scream Factory release. Like maybe they're just having trouble or maybe they're waiting for it or something. But 
I mean, of course they're going to do the thing. And so when it was announced today, I was like, yes, I'm vindicated, but I don't even remember where, <laughs> when we talked about it. So there's no way I could like link to the episode to say, told you. But anyway, it is very exciting. This is coming out in the fall. Is that, did they say September? I missed an exact date. I, 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 I don't think they have an exact date, but it does say September you know, in their they, Facebook post. Okay, great. Yeah. That's fantastic. My birthday's in September. How perfect. Happy birthday. Yes, what a treat. My favorite movie in my birthday month. There is a lot of discussion on the Facebook post for it. There's 531 comments. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are very excited about this one. Um, it will be region locked, of course, as almost all of the Scream Factory, probably all of the Scream Factory releases are. And so people in foreign regions, you are going to have to import this one and use it on a region-free player. Um, it will most likely have new original art that they haven't shown yet, but they have said on the Facebook post in replying to different people that this is going to have the Drew Struzan painting as the kind of interior flip art that you, if you want to turn it around and show the original poster. Which seems like that, the seems like the the perfect choice, I think. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, but again, since it's my favorite, and I've seen that cover, and I have that poster, um, mm. I used to have it in my office. I think I took it down ultimately, but um, I, I'd love to see some new art. You know what? I never get tired of the thing fan art. There really hasn't been one where I'm like, well, that's terrible, because I love the movie so much. It's really like any take on that on the movie as far as the art goes is something I enjoy. So I'm very excited to see what they come up with. The picture quality will be interesting. I was looking through trying to find some discussion about um, the past Blu-ray releases and what could be improved upon. And apparently a lot of people regard the HD DVD version of the film as the superior image quality uh, or, you know, superior version uh, as far as image quality goes because it doesn't have the um, noise reduction that was used on the Blu-rays, giving it kind of like a, you know, I don't know, not waxy, but kind of, you know, the noise reduced version that we all have come to know and hate. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember this Blu-ray looking particularly bad, but um, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Scream Factory is able to improve on it, you know, what kind of new supplements they'll get for it. and. Uh, I think I'm very excited. I mean, I hope they get Carpenter, but, you know, I wonder how much he even wants to talk about that movie anymore, you know? Is he, do they get him for the other films of his that they've done, like, as far as interviewing him? I feel like they, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they haven't. I feel like they got him for at least one of them. Um, but now I'd have to go back and look at all the stuff they put out to see which ones. What do you think? Are there any other? I, I okay. So I I feel like this is the point where I I might like remember when we talked about this last, but because I think I probably asked this exact same question when we talked about Children of the Damned. Um, but what do you think the next logical film is? Are, are there any other John Carpenter films that would make sense for a Scream Factory release? That's a good question. Um... Do you think? Okay, so looking at his list of movies. Starman sticks out, but yeah. would would Starman be a Scream Factory release? It does, I can't tell if like I mean I don't think it's horror enough for no, a Scream Factory. I mean that's much sci-fi. I mean that's more like a that could be a Shout Select release. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know about the Scream Factory stuff. I feel like maybe Memoirs of Invisible Man, but that's 
borderline because that's not really horror either. Um, and that's Warner Brothers, so that's a really hard uh, egg to crack. Um, God, that's a good that's a good question. I I don't know that there's that much left. Um, Dark Star, no, that's more sci-fi, and that's already gotten a Blu-ray too. I don't know. Um, they were they well they saved this for their fourth birthday, their fourth anniversary, uh, kind of celebration. Was today their fourth birthday? Is that what they were saying? Yeah, that's what they say in the kind of the headline for their post is this is a new title announcement for to celebrate their four year anniversary. That's pretty cool. Four years of Scream Factory. All right. So did you get the Criterion Collection email newsletter in your inbox today? I did indeed. And uh so in this drawing there's a little little table of dolls and a a gentleman fancily dressed yes indeed it, i saw on criterion completion i believe it was Arik that actually um was the first one for me anyway that offered up what what i believe is the correct interpretation of this and uh and what might that be uh he said valet of the dolls which obviously equals valley of the dolls um i think that's pretty i think that's probably it you know, they they like their wordplay in these, you know, clues, and that that seems to make the most sense to me. Somebody else said like "Welcome to the Dollhouse" or something, but I think "Valley of the Dolls" is the one that makes sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's, you know, if it also includes "Beyond the Valley of the Dolls" because that new restoration is going around where like it was released from uh, Arrow recently, and so I wonder if it will be both films or if it'll just be one of the films but this one also was kind of possibly teased at in the um the new year's drawing from back in january when they when they put up that big drawing there were the little dolls in that as well somebody on my twitter feed pointed out that um criterion had posted in april at some point like talking to john waters about you know big bosoms and there was a couple other things that indicated maybe that they had talked to him about Valley of the Dolls and hopefully beyond the Valley of the Dolls um, for for their release. You know, that, that, that was a slightly tenuous connection, but it seemed to make sense. I know he's a fan of that movie. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that makes sense. Um, the folks at the Warner Archive have unveiled uh, many of their June titles. This uh, some of the stuff we obviously knew about, like the Blu-rays. Um, but were there any titles on this list that you uh, were excited about? I'm excited about the Lee Tracy RKO four film collection. I've liked a lot of the Lee Tracy movies they put out so far, and then they have a um, Charlie Chan collection that they're putting out. And then there's a whole bunch of like scattered little titles, like Stakeout on Dope Street, and um, I swear there was another one that I'm, I'm missing now, but it, it's an interesting month. Yeah, there's a lot of Jackie Cooper uh, yes. coming later this month. I love when they do that. The whole like, you know, they'll pick a a star and they you know they'll like kind of gather together all of these different films, um, all starring one person, and release them over the course of a week or two. Yeah, I think that's a really neat way to go about it because I think that's how you get into classic films in general is just as you get to know actors, contemporary actors, and then you're kind of like, well, I'm interested in what that 
person does next. I think once you start to know classic film actors, um, you start to want to see more stuff with them and seeing them in movies becomes a familiar thing and it just kind of, it makes it like contemporary movies in a way. They're also doing uh, this this TV series that Hanna-Barbera put together called The New Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Um, I forget when when this played on TV, but um, this is live action and animation mixed together. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Kino has uh, announced, or at least teased, several different upcoming releases. Um, let's see here. Daisy Kenyon was just recently really or uh, announced. Is this one? Um, so let's see here. I know one of these was like a okay. So Bad Girl was also announced. This one uh, has previously been available, I think, through Fox's MOD DVD program. Yeah. And then they also announced um, Biggles Adventures in Time. That's really cool. That's one I haven't yet seen, but I know a lot of people are fans of that one and it's supposed to be really neat. So I'm looking forward to that one. Peter Cushing's final role, I guess. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. I haven't seen that one either, but um, an interesting pick, I think for, uh, for, for uh Kino Lorber studio classics. Yeah. Those guys, I, it's, it's fascinating because you can't, you just really can't nail them down. You know, like they'll, you think, okay, they're doing classics. Oh, they're doing Lee Marvin movies. Oh, they're doing Bronson movies. But it's just sort of all over the place, which I kind of like, actually, because it just means you never know. Oh, so Daisy Kenyon was the 1947 film from Otto Preminger, starring Joan Crawford and Henry Fonda. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, we have a some new August titles to look forward to from Olive. Yes, indeed. Uh, the American Ninja movies <laughs> are getting a... Are getting, uh, so they're getting individual releases. Are they doing a box set as well? I Not that I can find any announcement about. So anybody that bought the 88 Films um, American Ninja set may not necessarily need these, but um, those in the States may want to pick up all four. These all get audio commentary tracks and making of uh, features and... Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're all, um, at least the first two movies have audio commentary tracks. The other ones, it looks like the other ones at least have making of features for three and four, uh, as well as music video for American Ninja 4. Nice. They're also doing uh, Tell Me That You Love Me, Junie Moon, The Pride and the Passion, Wild in the Streets, uh, Saved. And not without my daughter on DVD only. The uh, Sally Field. That was a made-for-TV movie, right? I think so. Yeah, that's one I've never seen. Although I've seen the artwork many times. Oh, I've. And this one is also kind of like consistently like mocked or kind of like par- parodied <laughs> in in other things. You know, like in TV shows or um, maybe even other movies. Um. Let's see here. What else? What else has been announced? Oh, you know, one other thing. One, uh, there's a Kickstarter going on right now. I think you just mentioned 88 films. Yeah. Um, they're doing a Indiegogo Kickstarter right now. I, I can't remember did, if we talked about this on the podcast already, but I don't think so. Um, so they're doing a, an Italian collection restoration project where they're trying to restore four films. They're raising 
about 40,000 pounds on Indiegogo. And uh, well, actually, like it's kind of a flexible goal. They were originally looking to raise 10,000 pounds just to get going. Um, and luckily with Indiegogo, this is kind of a different from Kickstarter in that they'll get the money and even if they didn't succeed. Um, but luckily they have met their goal as well as all of the um, target, you know, stretch goals that they were looking to raise. So they've, they've passed 40,000 um, pounds. They're looking to restore uh, four films in 2K uh, the 1981 film Absurd from Joe D'Amato, the 85 film Massacre in Dinosaur Valley, uh, the Lucio Fulci film Enigma, and the other film from Joe D'Amato, Beyond the Darkness. Uh, these four films are getting new restorations, or at least they will be. Um, right now, there's there's still 12 days left, uh, if you're listening to this when this pop- podcast goes up. Um, there is a 45-pound... Uh, level that will get you all of the blu-rays wow so that's about like 11 pounds per disc i think is what it works out to um obviously it's a little bit more in dollars but you know that's still pretty good if you blu-rays anyway this will you know the this since they've already met all their stretch goals like you'll get all of this stuff in it um you'll also get i think your nates as well if you donate at that level which just means, you know, like in the, there's probably going to be a long list of credits and there's going to be a long list of names. I mean, there's already 487 people that have have contributed to that level. Uh, so, you know, you'll have to freeze frame it to uh, spy <laughs> your name in the list. But that's still pretty cool. Are you familiar with any of these movies or or uh, I mean, obviously you're familiar with 88 films. Yeah, Beyond the Darkness and Enigma, but I don't know Massacre in Dinosaur Valley, which, by the way, is an amazing title. Uh, Absurd, I'm vaguely familiar with, but I haven't seen. So this is a good group, though, for genre fans, for sure. There are um, a number of other levels that you can donate at. You don't have to donate at that 45-pound level, but I guess if you are interested in getting these films in particular, then... um, you may as well go for it. There are other ones where you can get shirts or um, there's even one where you can get like a gift card. I think if you donate um, like 150 pounds, you can get a 200 pound gift card. So you like save some money by just by donating that much. You can get a free gift card for more than what you donate. So I guess if you are interested in buying stuff from them anyway, that gift card might be a good deal. Were there any other news that we should talk about uh, before moving on to what came out this week? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, the the news today for The Thing, I think, is is so awesome, and I am just uh, looking forward to that one immensely. I'm still processing. I'm still taking that in and, you know, being euphoric about it. I mean, hopefully by Comic-Con, they'll have more details to announce and maybe, you know, show off some of the stuff that they're working on for that release, you know, during their their Scream Factory panel. Yeah, I mean, the Scream Factory guys were on the new version of Killer POV, which is now called Shockwaves, um, for the first episode. And they mentioned that they have a decent uh, slate for October. So I'm assuming that, you know, at Comic-Con time, we'll we'll definitely get not only the thing announcements as far as some extras, but also some of those October titles, which are always fun. 
You know, I before we get into the new releases of the week, I did see also that you went to Best Buy to to check out those uh, those Universal Blu-rays, like the oh um, like the Burbs and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, but Best Buy gets a big thumbs down for the way that they've been handling. Now, to be fair, I didn't go out to be- all the Best Buys around me on um, Memorial Day. Um, I went to one Best Buy. Um, but I, it feels like I, I interact with a lot of people online and there were four exclusive titles that they were supposed to have gotten last week. Uh, it's The Burbs, Money Pit, Great Outdoors, and The Dream Team. Um, and the, the Best Buy I went to on um, Monday had a nice display and it was like, you know, um, you know, talking about 80s movies and or only in the 80s, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a nice end cap, and they had all of them in there. But uh, I had gone to my local Best Buy on Friday, and even though they showed they had, this this was a common thing, they showed they had them in stock, nobody could find them, nobody could help me find them, um, so I ended up having to order them online, and it was kind of a pain in the butt because one of them was back-ordered, and when I tried to cancel it, it ended up charging me $11 shipping, so I'm not happy with Best Buy at all right now. But but the one that I went to this weekend, they seem to have um, things together and had this end cap up. Um, so it's nice that they do these exclusives, but you know you got to put them out when, right around the time you're supposed to, or you're just going to make people upset. And it's silly. So let's talk a little bit about um, what came out this week. A kind of light week, but uh, of the titles that were released. There's some pretty good stuff in here. So obviously, I talked about the um, the new Criterion Collection box set of uh, Vim Vendor's Road Trilogy that came out this, this week. Um, and it is just amazing. It has the films Alice in the Cities, Wrong Move, and Kings of the Road. Uh, these films have been teased at for quite a long time, several years now. Uh, we've known that they were uh, in the works and that Vim Vendor is you know, many of his films will be coming back to Criterion or coming to Criterion in new restored versions because uh, the Vim Vendors uh, Institute had done, you know, painstaking restoration work on all of his films. There's even a little, um, you know, documentary uh, in Alice in the Cities on that disc that kind of showcases um, all the work that they put into restoring these films as well as the other films that have... um, you know, come out on Blu-ray, uh, like, you know, The American Friend we talked about, you know, a couple months ago from Criterion. And uh, I can't wait to see what else comes from Criterion. I mean, I hope they put together maybe a box set of his documentaries just because I, oh, yeah. um, there are so many out there that are, that are fantastic. But this, this Road Trilogy box set is just right up my alley as far as like, I already love Vendors as a filmmaker. And these are movies that I've, I had seen Alice in the Cities before on, I'd watched it, the, the version on Hulu. But this new Blu-ray just looks amazing, and they um, have really put together an amazing package as far as including audio commentary tracks on all of them, although one of the audio commentary tracks is in German on Kings of the Road. And so you do have to kind of, um, I think actually there is also a audio com- the German audio commentary on Alice in the Cities as well. Um, do they subtitle the commentaries? They do. So you, oh. you don't have to know German to, be, to watch it with the, the commentary tracks. It's just I like, you know... I also, I kind of like being able to sometimes rip uh, commentary tracks to listen to as kind of like, you know, 
podcasts in a way or, you know, like audiobooks sort of where they're just, you can hear people talking about a movie and you don't really have to be watching the movie while you're doing it. Um, but you know, that's fine. Like I can, I'll have the patience to watch these movies again <laughs> with an audio commentary track in German. Um, yeah, I got this in the mail today. I'm really excited. I just love that as far in, you know, as Criterion is in their existence and making, you know, putting out movies that they're still putting out great box sets like this. You know, that's just exciting for me as a film fan. It means they've got more uh, of this left in them. You know, they're by no means um, done or even close to done. That's yeah, they're, really they're not exciting. like scraping the bottom of the barrel or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is this is just as good a and a perfect release for them as anything they've put out. So I'm excited. I'm so excited that I got it. I couldn't wait. I got to give a shout out to the designer, Jason Hardy of the box set. Um, he just is kind of a, you know, an unsung hero, I think, in Criterion Collection design work, just because he has designed a number of boxes, a number of Criterion releases, and he does consistently great work. And this one, um, I love the overall design aesthetic that they that they went with. Um, I mean, Fenders is a big kind of photography geek and uh, well, artist really. He's an amazing artist, and he I have uh, a book of his photographs and um, kind of writing as well. And this one pa- pairs up so nicely with that book because it's like you know the the images on the the individual releases all kind of feel like polaroids in a way where they're like you know they have that white border down below where you know and then there's a mix of you know like um typed uh lettering as well as handwritten lettering and i think it's just so beautiful and one thing that i just have to point out that i love so much in i think i don't know if it's if it's jason hardy's you know something that he does consistently with his box sets but it's something that criterion does occasionally where like if you once you take all of the individual discs out of the slipcase and you look inside they have images on the inside too that you kind of have to like peek in and and then check them out it's you know i guess you'd have to like almost destroy the box to look at them uh you know like in full but i love that there's still work there on the inside too it's just kind of it's a nice touch you know it's something that not everyone will appreciate but it's something that if you like design work you'll kind of notice that and geek out about it a little bit Criterion also released this week in the UK uh, the film La Ventura. This was a, uh, obviously this has been released here in the States and now it's available for our friends in the UK if you want to get a new Blu-ray from Criterion. Uh, they still haven't announced their, I think we're still waiting on their August titles to be announced, but, uh, you know, they, they're continuing to kind of chug along with uh, what they're releasing in, from Criterion UK. Um, I guess the other big release of the month worth talking about, I know that you got it also, is Bloodbath. Yes, indeed, Arrow Video. Did you open it up yet? Did not. Just literally got it about an hour ago when I opened the mail. Um, but looks like another great box set, you know, with a nice booklet and um, just more, you know, really well put together release, releases from Arrow. Yeah, this one is um, a film with kind of a long storied uh history as far as like you know being produced and then kind of being cut and recut and and released under different names um you know directed by jack hill and produced and written by jack hill but 
you know, it's it's fun that this release has all these different versions on it. You know, they're they're trying to put together a definitive release for the fans of, of movies like this and and hopefully kind of bring in new people who might uh, not know about it and, you know, do criterion level work on a release that people might not normally think like, why would you give this much attention to kind of a genre movie like this? And it's like, well, there are fans out there and, you know, someone at, at Arrow, there was a producer at Arrow who decided like, this is what I want to spend um, my time and money working on. And uh, I love releases like this, you know, even if I'm not a big fan of the movie itself, it's fun to just have this kind of like, you know, archival document, you know, chronicling the adventures of this, you know, forgotten movie almost. And uh, I love that. I mean, that this is why I love coming back here each week to talk with you about, you know, new DVDs and Blu-rays, because like this is just why we collect, you know, obscure releases like this, getting a an amazing release that kind of would is almost better than the stuff that the big studios put out because it's just so, um, you know, exhaustive. Yeah, I mean, they just know it's it's really gotten to that place where it's a it's very much a collector's market, and so they know what we like, and they give it to us, and you know, we continue to buy from them because they really do. They are obviously collectors themselves, and they know sort of what we look for. And yeah, Arrow is just in in their prime right now. You know, I mean, they're just killing it. There are a few other. Uh, releases this week that everyone should check out. The uh, folks from the Film Detective released The Terror. So this is the Roger Corman film from 1963, starring a very young Jack Nicholson, as well as uh, kind of directed by um, Francis Ford Coppola, Monty Hellman. They were all involved with this. Yeah, it's a really interesting one because they used it later for Bogdanovich's movie Targets, which I love. Oh, they yeah. incorporate it into the plot of the movie even sort of. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat one, but I, it's notorious for like not making sense and that like Dick Miller's character comes into the movie to like actually explain <laughs> some things that aren't <laughs> clear. Like, I don't know, just a real, like as expository a character as, as there's ever been in a movie yeah. or something. But it's fun. You know, it's a nice gothic, you know, Boris Karloff, come on. Yeah, this is one. Uh, this film is in the public domain, and so there's um, and there's well, I, it's in the public domain because there's no copyright notice in the credits for the film, and uh, so it has had releases from different folks uh, before. That's the other thing I think I've noticed about Film Detective is obviously they deal with a lot of public domain stuff, so I'm always sort of dubious of that because you never know what you're going to get yeah. with public domain. So, but as you said, the transfers tend to be not bad, so I need to give them a shot. This week, I think we talked about this last week, but uh, Gods of Egypt came out this week on <laughs> yes. Blu-ray. Uh, I still haven't watched it, but I'm so excited to. I just, uh, I'm, I'm getting myself all worked up. I can't yeah, wait to see I, it. Yeah, I got a digital code for it over the weekend, so I have it in my voodoo, and uh, I just need to watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I promise to watch it this week so we can talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're setting aside time to watch Gods of Egypt. <laughs> I mean, I do have a lot of other more important things to watch. That's what I mean. <laughs> but uh, I, I do really want to watch this. As it just looks so cheesy. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. The folks at Cinema Guild released Horse Money this week. The Pedro Costa film. Uh, this one was released in the UK from uh, Second Run, but is now available here in the States. Fortunately, it looks like 
Amazon US doesn't have any copies right now, but um, you know, I would still definitely pick it up. Um, you know, you can, I think with Cinema Guild, you could kind of wait until Black Friday to they have their Black Friday sales, but uh, it's definitely worth supporting them. This includes the twenty-three-minute sh- uh, short from Pedro Costa called "Our Man," as well as an, a film essay from Chris Fujiwara. So definitely worth picking up uh, this one if you're a Pedro Costa film, uh, Pedro Costa fan. Um, some other genre stuff this week. I think there were some titles from. Um, let's see what is on here. Uh, Stuff from Intervision and uh, Vinegar Syndrome put out a couple of things like Human Tornado. The Human Tornado mm-hmm. is like kind of a pair with um, with uh, Dolomite. Dolomite, right? It's, it, technically, it's Dolomite too. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those that picked up Dolomite, and if you are even remotely interested in such things, you should definitely pick up their release of Dolomite because it's great. Um, this is a continuation of that, and they even have continuation of i think there's a special feature called i am dolomite um with you know archival interviews with rudy ray moore and some other people and they have like a part two of that that you know featurette on this release um but yeah this this movie is just as crazy as dolomite if not crazier so if you're like i said if you're into this sort of deal you should totally pick up human tornado they also put out Psychic Killer, which I've never seen, but um, looks looks pretty interesting. And I, I've come more and more to trust in Vinegar Syndrome um, as they continue to dig into the bowels of genre cinema. Did you pick any of these other other ones up, like the the Blue Underground release of Venom? I did. I got that in the mail today. Um, that's one Edgar Wright does a nice Trailers from Hell on. It's got Klaus Kinski. It's got Oliver Reed. It's got Susan George. Somebody posted on my Twitter today that that Klaus Kinsey turned down Raiders of Lo- Raiders of the Lost Ark to do Venom, this you know snake loose in in a house movie, because he thought the Raiders script was no good, and apparently this was better. I don't know if that's apocryphal or not, but I think that's really amusing. Who was he going to play in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know? I, I mean, it would make sense that he would have played, like, the German, um, you know, the the, the medallion guy. That oh, would you're right. Yeah, I'm, like looking, I'm, look, I'm uh, looking at his, uh, there's, like, trivia on the Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, IMDb page, and there is, yeah, it's saying that he, uh, the uh, the sadistic Nazi interrogator, um, oh, I didn't realize that his name was never mentioned in the film. I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't remember it. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like a very Klausky thing to a Klaus Kinski thing to do to turn down that movie and make Venom instead. Yeah. Um, it's pretty hilarious. So, but no, this is a fun movie. You know, it's the there's a killer snake on the loose in the house, and um, I don't know. That's just right. That's so, totally my bag. So. Um, was there anything else that came out this week? Um, City of Women from Cohen Media Group. That's oh, right. one I yeah. might have to get at some point. That's a very Criterion parallel kind of, you know, like Criterion should have released kind of movie. So Yeah. I think that one was also released in the UK from Masters of Cinema. Ah, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then also Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. 
which, which I saw. <laughs> well, you, Do you which, see it too? No, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, I love that it's it is written out as Pride plus Prejudice plus <laughs> Zombies and not like and. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I didn't see that. Um, we saw that opening weekend in the theater. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not it's not very good. It's fine. It's whatever. It's it's about what you'd think a movie like that would be. Kind did of. Did you read so. the, Did you read the book? I didn't, so I'm sure it's not as good as that. Did you see uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes, and I would say that at least as far as the movies go, it's a very similar kind of thing. If you know, if you liked that movie, and I think that movie's okay, you might sort of enjoy this one. Next week is a pretty awesome week of new releases. Tons of stuff. Yeah, we have the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T to look forward to. Um, Anomalisa, the stop motion animated film, as well as um, let's see, what does Criterion have out next week? Um, Le Amiche. Oh yeah, Le Amiche. Le Amiche. Excuse me. Um, there were some other ones that I. There's the new ultra four, ultra HD 4K Blu-rays of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two. Um, Hail Caesar, the new Coen Brothers film, comes out next week. Did you see that one? Uh, I did see that one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Me too. I mean, it was like, you know, I love all the old Hollywood, um, you know, riffs that they do with it. And like, you know, the whole whole dance number and all the like, um, and the, like the, uh, you know, the, the swimming scene with Scarlett Johansson. Um, there's so much great stuff in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that more people will check it out on video when it comes out, because I feel like. Some people saw the mixed reviews and stayed away, and that's too bad because I think even the weirder, more offbeat Cohen movies are so worthwhile and sometimes grow on me and become some of my favorites. So, uh, in addition to the other those those Ghostbusters 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays, the folks at Shot Factory are going to be releasing Journey to Space on on Blu-ray and Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray. So this is a little documentary. Uh, kind of about going to Mars and going, you know, traveling through the the solar system. This is narrated by Patrick Stewart. So uh, I'll have more to say about it next week, but uh, I'm a big sci-fi or, you know, science documentary geek. And so I loved watching this. Um, There's a few other ones I think that are coming out. Let's see. Some Warner archive stuff. They were expendable and. um... Oh, also the extended cut of the Martian comes out next week. And then the, the new Blu-ray of um, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, I think, comes out next week. Oh, yeah, as director's well. cut. Yeah, the director's cut, um, and they're going to be re-releasing or you know releasing new new box sets c- containing all of the Star Trek: The Next Generation Blu-rays. Um, I can't remember now if there was like an exclusive disc or anything that comes with that set, um, but also Zootopia comes out next week. So very good movie. Yeah. Next week is huge. There's so much yeah. good stuff next week. We're starting to get into heavy summer months where they're just blasting us on a single week. Well, also, the Chantal Ackerman film No Home Movie comes out on DVD, I think, from Icarus next week. That was her last movie before she died. Wow. Um, yeah, very cool. All right, Brian, thanks so much for joining. Oh, Rick and Morty Season 2 comes out next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, exciting. Yes, definitely. We'll have to talk about that next week. In fact, I should just not watch Gods of Egypt and rewatch Rick and Morty season two. I was gonna uh, say that's that's a that's a fair trade off. <laughs> All right, Brian. 
See you next week. <laughs>